Today's episode of the Not That Great Podcast can be found where you find all your podcasts, wherever you go for your podcast needs and desires and wants. We're there. We're in all those places. We're all over the place. We're at Spotify. We're on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts. We're on TuneIn Radio. We're on Google Play. And we're on another one whose name I don't remember right now. SoundCloud. There you go. That's our hosting platform. So go there, subscribe, whatever they prompt you to do to be reminded that we put out episodes once a week. I'm going to talk to you about that actually in just a second here. Um, and go to our pages on Instagram and Twitter at not that great pod and not that great pod.com and facebook.com slash not that great. So go there. Sometimes we put out prompts for listener questions. If you have any questions, drop us a line uh, on our Facebook or Twitter pages or on our fa- on our dot com wherever you can wherever you see us ask questions we'll do our best to answer them we like doing listener mail segments um, sometimes we don't get that much mail but that's okay we're a small podcast we're growing we're big and we're, we're getting bigger week by week I promise um, firstly let's first apologize today I talked to Brian Goodwin it's part five of our NFL uh, preview and our delay on the phone today was super super obvious and rather than edit because I'm lazy we're going to just tell you up top that the delay is weird, but the points are all uninterrupted, basically. But the delay, you'll see how it affects the podcast. It's annoying, and I and I, you may not make it through the entire episode, but that's fine. I just wanted to make one and get one out this week, so this is what we did. Um, a lot of Brady talk to start it off, how his relationship is with the Boston sports media and with his own team. Uh, then we saw this NFL rank top 100 players on ESPN list, and much like a lot of things ESPN does, it was mostly incorrect. And then uh, we talked a little bit about some gambling over-unders, and then we switched gears away from the NFL, did a little Red Sox talk. They're in something of a slide. I refer to it as a spiral first, but I think we're going to call it a slide for now, and there's no need to panic just yet. And then we did a little uh, SummerSlam recap. Way too late on the SummerSlam recap. Uh, going forward here, uh, you all are aware that there's a baby, McMullen, coming soon to the uh, to the Not That Great Studios, a.k.a. the house I live in. Um, so programming will be, we'll call it spotty over the next couple weeks. Um, whenever I can get something in, we'll try to get it in. I'm going to try to record some stuff uh, ahead of time to kind of plug the gaps and keep, you know, fresh material coming out to you guys. It won't necessarily be timely, and we're trying to do subjects that are not necessarily tied into um, the sporting events that are going on concurrently with when you're listening to it or when they're released. So, I mean, will there be a week one NFL recap episode? Maybe. Not likely, but maybe. Um, And then, you know, as we get, you know, squared away here with the little guy who will be here soon, um, you know, more and more episodes will come out. So you might see two-week hiatus here and there, but um, but for as much as we can, we're going to try to record some stuff and get it out to you guys over the next couple weeks. Uh, probably maybe a couple dad, dad pods just to coincide with the the new the, the host of this podcast being a father, um, and then as much sports stuff as possible, um, and as much as anything as possible. And uh, new page on Facebook is being responded to very well, so we thank you for that. Um, we had a really, really great week last week, so we we're you know, thank you for that as well. As we grow this podcast, we appreciate your support and help, and uh, we'll keep it going. So, thanks for listening, 
NFL preview, the last part, part five, it was an ambitious project. We pulled it off, I think. Um, and so it's me and Brian Goodwin. That starts right now. Moose is in the house. Let's go. Make it a double. I can take it another. Get so hard to chase it. Live up to. Yeah, it slides away when you're running like my Uncle David. taking a week off we did the 100 episodes week before so it's okay to take in my opinion okay to take a week off and this is the conclusion of our nfl preview and as the preseason has progressed some other stories have come to light so this is kind of a grab bag uh episode i'm here with brian goodwin he's on the phone actually i'm not here with him i'm in new hampshire moose is right here hello being annoying what's that brian said hello Oh, hello. Uh, the delay is really annoying on Spreaker and Skype. Anyway, so, um, Brian, we're going to start with uh, at home, which we usually don't do. We usually save home topics for last, but uh, this is basically breaking news, kind of. Uh, Tom Brady goes on Kirk and Callahan this morning, and I wish that I could just play the audio, but we're not super cool like that, so I'm not going to play the audio. Um, I don't really have the means to, but... These guys on EI again push him with these questions about Guerrero. They they have had a run in with him in the past about um the thing with this kid and how he interacts with his child and um and he put the, he told he took him to task for it on air. Um and then today mm-hmm. uh Minahan first and then uh Drellich ask him these fairly pointed questions uh, about Alex Guerrero, which has been a point of acrimony for Brady for some time. Um, and he hangs up on him. And to the point where it's like, he didn't just say goodbye, but you can actually, it's even more embarrassing because you can hear dial tone on their air. <laughs> um, it's weird that like and we talked about this before we came on the air but I said let's save it for being on the air but it's weird that um, the relationship that Brady seems to have with the media just like the local media and somewhat with his team at least the brass despite being as deified as he is um, and as and as legitimately great as he is um, but a lot of it is really like shady like like we know that we know that, uh, like, for LeBron, for example, has acrimony with his, you know, higher-ups, but it's because he doesn't think they're, they just aren't doing enough to do, to, to win as much as he wants to win, right? So, what do you put, like, as Brady the catalyst the behind thing, all this? Brady could say the same thing, in my opinion. What's that? Brady could say the same thing, in my opinion. I mean, look at, look at his receivers right now. Yeah. What are they, what are, what are they doing to help him win? Uh, you could argue that Eric Decker retiring helps him win. <laughs> it does, it, but it, it kills another option for him. I mean, I think I think Decker, at least for the first four games of the season, could have been helpful. And yeah. I, you know, I don't know, I don't, I don't know what happened. You know, if it's his health or or what, or if it's his un, unable, inability to understand the playbook, I'll. 
Joey Galloway and um, what's the guy from Indy that came over that retired before the season even started? Um, Reggie Wayne. Reggie Wayne, yeah. So uh, I don't know if it's a situation like that or if it's his, you know, his health and, and you know, his family or whatever, but I think he could have helped the first four games of the season, at least while Adam Norman was out. Well, if it's his health, I mean, like, did it, like, did those three weeks push it? Like, he signed, right? So did those three weeks, like, push him into being like, you know what? <laughs> I should have retired three weeks ago. Like, um, or did was it just, do you yeah, think it was I mean, just, like, too much effort for him at this at this uh, at this juncture, this I mean, he's only been playing. He's only been playing eight years. It's not like he's you know he's going into double digits in years years of service. He's only played eight years, so I mean, I guess his style of play that takes a toll on him. You know. Yeah. Um. So then, do you th- so do you think that the do you think that this particular wave of Brady? Brashness is based upon team decisions over this preseason and offseason? Because that's not a team. I him retiring, Decker retiring think, is not a team decision. No, 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 it's not. But I think, um, you know, releasing Malcolm Mitchell, um, not taking a better look at Des Bryant, um, releasing Kenny Britt, uh, you know those. You know those are those are team decisions that I'm sure he wasn't too pleased with. Not letting Alex, which looks like they've lightened up a little bit, but letting I mean, a hundred percent where his attitude comes from is the not allowing Alex Guerrero on the team planes and on the sidelines last year. A hundred percent. Yeah, that's where all of his attitude is coming from now. Um, which it it kind of like it kind of looks like they've lightened up on a little bit. Like he was on, he went, he traveled with them to Carolina. Um, he was, he was in the building somewhere. Yeah. Whether he was on the sidelines or not, but, um, I, you know, it, EDI really pisses me off because it's like they do this on purpose because he, he must've hung up at like what? 745. At seven fifty five this was posted on the on the EEI website. Like it's like they're proud of, of themselves for getting him so pissed off at seven forty five in the morning that they want to hang up on him. Which is really just it's it's guerrilla warfare in my opinion. I think it's just really shitty of them to you know, and Minahan's a little prick, to be honest with you, and he's never been, you know, anything but a fucking stupid antagonist. In my opinion, Kurt and Callahan aren't much better. I don't. Uh, uh, Callahan's not much better. I don't um, really listen to sports talk radio at all. So, and I just like it's all okay. very like. Uh, I don't want to paint with a broad brush. It's just really cartoonish to me, like like overall, right? Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, yeah like I, uh, I, I love to reference Parks and Recreation on our podcast, but. You know, you watch Parks and Rec, you know, like, Crazy mm-hmm. Ira and the Douche? Yeah. Yeah, that's, to every sports talk radio, like, local sports talk radio to, show, to me, is like that. And I used to listen, and it just kind of, like, See, whatever. Touch, Go ahead. Touch, Toucher and Rich isn't like that. Toucher and Rich is a fantastic show, to be honest. And, you know, 
they have the stranglehold on Minahan and Callahan, and as they should, because they're such they're such more of an enjoyable listen in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, cool. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I, but, I, but that just well, it just doesn't get me to you know. I'd rather read my sports and you know what I mean than listen to it. I guess. Yeah. Um, overall, but yep. I just don't like. I don't understand the point. Is it just for clicks? Like, if, like, or is it? Do they think that this is real, like sports journalistic integrity, to antagonize the Golden Boy for what seems to be no apparent reason? And uh, two part question. And having said that, does Brady deserve some antagonization for his relationship with Guerrero, who? in my opinion, is at least minimally shady. <sighs> you take the first part, second, Until, second part first? <laughs> so, so, okay, yes, WEI, WEI does this completely for clicks. Okay, yeah, it does I agree it completely with that. for controversy. Um, I think until... You know, if Brady comes out and gets suspended for a PED or something along those lines, I I don't think you can call Guerrero's relationship with Brady shady. I don't Um, think his relationship is shady. I think he's shady. I mean, but what are you basing that off of? I mean, every – it's like the – a lot of behind the scenes Patriot stuff is shady just because they're so cloak and daggery. Like they like it's the way that they operate everything around the franchise that we don't have all the information, so it's inherently shady. And especially everything around him. There's no like official So then you then you would think I would think what? You you would think if that you would think if that was the case, him and him and Belichick and him and the Crafts would get along swimmingly. I mean, you would think so, but um, I just think things that have been hidden before that then come to light have been the only thorn in the Patriot side for quite some time. Spygate, Deflategate, Aaron Hernandez, you know what I mean? And now, sort of, to a small degree, Edelman, who worked with Guerrero, right? So... There's a little bit of this kind of right. like, but nothing, there's... nothing. What? Well, go ahead. That there's just nothing that's come out that said Guerrero is directly linked to Edelman's PED suspension. Right. Okay. But there's this little like smoke where there's smoke, there's, there's fire thing, and I just like I'm not accusing the Patriots of anything. I just wish that we knew more. Do you know what I mean? Which I guess is the case with most. Yep. You know, behind the scenes sports shit. As guys who are sports fans, we want to know as much as possible. But I wish that there was just like, like, why is it like, why is there, why is it reported that he wasn't on the plane, then he is on the plane? Do you know what I mean? Like, why did they allow him back on the plane? Did something happen that that in the Patriots' mind cleared him to allow him to be back, like with that much access to the team? Do you know what I mean? Like, like what decisions, like what what occurrences are those decisions being based on? That's what I want to know. I mean, I also think that, you know, this is the way the Patriots have been doing things for 20 years, so why all of a sudden in 2018 it's a problem now? Yeah. Yeah. I you think there's something to do with, like, maybe people think it's the end is near for this, like, dynasty. 
it's it's definitely closer to the end than it is to the beginning, I would say. Definitely. Well, yeah, mathematically, yes. So, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, there's, this isn't going to be going on for another, you know, well, like what, how, how much time do you give this incarnation of the Patriots? Like how many more years? <clears throat> so basically I'm asking you when you think Brady's going to retire. Dependent. Um, if not after this year, after next, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, in the the drafting decisions Bill has made, I think it might be the same for him. Mm. He's he's definitely he's definitely not doing the next coach of the New England Patriots any favors. That's for sure. Do you think that when Brady goes, do you think it's a he retires and leaves the game as a Patriot? Or do you think, because I don't see him being like a one year on another team. So, but do you, Or do you think that the Pats say, you know what, we're good, and then he decides that he won't play for another team? Uh, Brady? Uh, yeah. No, I think he retires as a Patriot. Okay. All right. Um, I just don't like remember... Uh, with, with like a a franchise player, and you know this might be my just my sports naivete, naivete, but like a franchise player in his hometown who's done so much for this team, you know, with complimentary pieces around him, getting so much shit from his own media. You know, it happened with yeah. Iverson, but Iverson was literally the only person on the team for many years until Iguodala showed up. Um, I mean, it happens in tougher sports towns. Boston's one of the top two sport, tough sports towns, and they alternate every year. So it's like, I guess it. But like for someone who's brought so much to 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 this town to make it such a great sports town, the just the surrounding circumstances around what will eventually be his exit. The fact that it would it could still possibly be really ugly, and that's not a zero percent chance, is strange. Yeah. So I mean, we'll see how it plays out, but and everything it's, will be phenomenal scary. on the surface, you know what I mean? But like behind the scenes, you know, all this stuff comes out. We know what's going on. Um, you know, you'll always wonder, like, okay, so yeah, he retired, but was he forced out? And they just put out the statement well, I- to make it look like, you know what I mean, like. I always I and I always like to think that winning solves everything in yeah. the in, in, in sports um but this team scares me I mean their defense their defense I think is going to be really really solid Yeah but that offense is I mean they may you know with the with the dwindling numbers on wide receiver I mean they you know, Gillisley looks like a lost puppy, but they might have to t- keep keep on five running backs. Yeah. You know, they, I mean, they have they have three options right now at wide receiver, and that's. What I'm do you think they chan- know something we don't? What do you think the chances are they get Des zero to one hundred? Yeah, if they're going to do it, they have to do it now. Um, yeah. Someone's going to have him on their opening day roster. Because, I, you know, 
I don't know how how his football IQ is, but I mean, if you know somebody comes in like Reggie Wayne and can't figure out the playbook, or Joey Galloway, or or you know, if it's the case with Decker, I mean, how are we going to expect Des Bryant to be able to come in and 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 know the playbook week one? Yeah, you know? especially if you're most leaning on him in the first four weeks, the less the less time he has to prep. Right. Yeah, I mean, you can't learn. Right. You know, you can't take the first four weeks of the regular season as like a preseason for you. You're going in there as number one receiver. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, all right. So we'll leave, we'll so leave Brady for now. To see. Yeah, we'll leave Brady in the Pats for now, and then we'll go on to a, a second grabback story, which is um, a story about Tom Brady. Uh, NFL rank, ESPN, the worldwide leader, and they got all their ESPN experts ranked the top 100 NFL players this season. Top 100 best NFL players this season as voted on by them. And the way they did it was they assigned all these players numerical values from 1 to 100 and based only upon how good they think they will be this season and and supposedly nothing else. And obviously there's um, uh, you know some high people that are a little too high People that are a little too low. People that are on the list that shouldn't be. People that probably shouldn't be on the list or should be on the list that aren't. As any list goes. Brady is two. Rodgers is one. And there's this... There's a... Among like smart... (laughs) You say like smart mark football fans. There's this general consensus when you (laughs) listen to people talk that despite all the success that... Um, that Aaron Rodgers is still a better quarterback than Tom Brady. I don't. What do you think fuels that? Is it just his mobility, or I, I don't. I don't see. I don't see what makes him better than Brady. I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback. I don't. And either. I do wish that we had uh, Ben Perlman no, in this not at all. particular conversation, but he's he's easily the second best quarterback in football right now. Yes, 100 percent agreed. Um, but I just don't understand. Why. But he's not. He's not. Uh, he's not a better quarterback than Brady. Uh, you know, and they call. You know, the the majority of that people, the majority of those people that say Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback are the, are the people that'll turn around and say Brady's a system quarterback. Yeah, mm-hmm. they all play in the system. You idiots. Yeah. Like yeah. knock it off. Yeah. Um. It, it, yeah. I'm so sick of defending Brady as the greatest quarterback that ever lived because yeah. he is. And, you know, he just is. Like, you've never seen a quarterback win as much as he has. And I don't know. But it's, I'm so sick of defending it. I think that people just think that uh, Rodgers is a better athlete, right? Like, overall, sure. not having to do with, with football. Just like, as if, independently as an athlete... Like, Rodgers would beat Brady in a foot race. Rodgers could probably lift more than... You know, I think that's what people think. I think that's why people think he's... Despite the ring uh, difference. I think that's why people think that Rodgers is better. Or maybe he, maybe they think he can win a game more ways All right. or something. I don't... I mean... I'm not saying it's... I'm not saying it's right. It's flimsy, but... Bo Jackson was a better athlete than Emmett Smith. That's true. Bo Jackson was probably a better athlete than Barry Sanders, but who's considered the best running back of all time? 
Yeah. Sanders. You know? Uh, mm-hmm. All right. We can go past that. And Emmett Smith so, holds the rushing record, so, yeah. Have you looked through this whole list? Yeah. Um, the most interesting part of this list to me is 39, 40, and 41 are way too low. Hang on, let me get Everson there. Griffin at 39, A.J. Green at... Yeah, go ahead. A.J. Green at 40 and J.J. Watt at 41. I think they should be a little bit higher. I think Everson Griffin, to be honest with you, and I, I think I said this on the on the Yeah, first he should NFL, be much higher. Um, preview that I was on. Yeah. He's going to break the sack record this year, I think. You know what, man? For this, um, they shouldn't do... It's impossible to like why like I know Zach Martin's good as a line an offensive lineman, mm-hmm. but like he shouldn't be there. You know what I mean? They're, not that he shouldn't be there, but these lists shouldn't be mixed. Do it by position. Do twenties of position or twenty five position. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't lump all these guys together. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I just, I would just if you're just going by players and their goodness. I would obviously have Everson Griffin over Zach Martin or over any other lineman on this list that's above yeah. him, right? So, who else is a, who else is a lineman up here in the top, like, whatever? Calais Campbell's too high. He's old. Um, Wentz is too high. And also, you can't you just can't base this so. shit on... You can't just base it on uh, this year only. It just can't be done. I think it's impossible. There are no other linemen higher than uh, than uh, him. So, but still, I just like you think you think that he's gonna that Wentz is gonna be the seventeenth best player in football this year. You think Wilson's gonna be the nineteenth with oh, what I he's got? He, uh, I think he, I think Wentz absolutely could be. I think Wentz could be could be top ten NFL player this year. Uh. I just think they'll be. I'm surprised you don't safety, think that. they have a safety blanket. That safety blanket hasn't looked too good in the preseason. It's preseason, dude. I know. I get it. I know. Yeah, you're right about. I'm just that. still bitter. We lost. We lost to that motherfucker in the Super Bowl. Oh, did you? <laughs> oh, I didn't even remember that. I wasn't watching. Yeah. I wasn't watching. Yeah, I'm looking before we started recording. So not happy about it. Um. Yeah, Anyways, Watts. Watts. Too moving low. on. Um, Green is too low. Griffin is way low. Griffin should be in the top 15. Um, I also have beef with who's, Barkley being who's on number the list. 100. Uh, I forget. Let me get all the way down here. Tredavious White. Yeah. Uh, Tredavious White. <laughs> Saquon Barkley is listed at number 87. How do you feel about that? I'm okay with that. You don't think that, that given given what this list is based off of, yeah, okay. Because I just think that that rookie curve is a little much for him to be ranked above Deshaun Watson, Larry Fitz. It's all it's all mostly defenders yeah, down here. He, he pops he he pops a couple of eighty yard touchdowns. You're going to be like, oh, why wasn't he fifteen on that list? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I guess there's some surprises. Devonte Adams. I think he's gonna be. I think he's gonna be. He's gonna be the most exciting player to watch in football this year. I think G- going either way, like 
he's going to be really exciting to watch fail or he's going to be really exciting to watch be really, really good. Yeah. I think Ertz is low. You know what I mean? Especially in that market. Yeah, you're right. Oh, all eyes on him for sure in New York. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, yeah. you know, he has he compiles three real bad games in a row. They are going to be on, on him, him so bad. Yeah, you're right. Melvin Gordon also low. Should be higher. Doug Baldwin should be lower. Oh, my God. Dion, I just... Doug Baldwin sucks. Yeah, he shouldn't be on this list. Garoppolo at 62. How do you feel about that? I don't think so either. Yeah, I like it. You do? Yeah, that's right. He's your MVP pick this year. Anyway, I can't wait for you to be proven wrong about that. Melvin, uh, Melvin... Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. That's why we make bold predictions. Yeah. What are you about to say about Melvin Gordon? You think he I think he's too low. I think he's too low too. Yeah. Especially how given how high everybody is on the San Diego team. Yeah. Uh, high on them, high on uh, the Rams too. Allen's a little low. Yeah, fifty fifty is okay with me for for him in the fifty area. Well, Keenan Allen, I mean, he can he stay healthy. Right. Right, but you're not allowed to base your vote on that, you know? remember? You gotta. It's all about this season. He's he's a solid player when he's healthy. Yeah, that's true. Really good wide receiver when he's healthy. You are correct, sir. Uh, are are Brady and Gronk the only two Patriots on this list? Yep. No, that can't be right. Brady at two, Gronk at twelve. Yep. Holy shit, there's no other Patriots on this list. Nope. Not a single other Patriot. Unreal. Wow. How would, who would you put on there? I don't know. You would think that they would put an O-lineman on there. These guys have been protecting Brady for quite some time. I don't know. Oh, here we go. Team filter right here. Boom. Patriots, two players on the list. Yep. Cowboys have five. Chargers have six. Falcons have six. You, you lost your, you lost your best, your best alignment. Yeah, that's true. For the Giants. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. All right. Well, that's a fun little, uh, fun little list to pick apart. Um, but yeah, only two Patriots. Surprise! Malcolm Butler's not on it. I'm not because of where he is. Right. If he was still in the okay. Patriots, he'd probably be on the list. All right. You think? I mean, I think... I think Tennessee could be a pretty decent team this year. Uh, they're just so middling for me. I just, You know what I mean? I just like... They're so middle. <laughs> like, uh, they're just. Like, uh, you know I mean, like, so that's how I legitimately feel about Tennessee. Like, they're just whatever. Uh, <laughs> All right. So anyway, that. How do you feel on, about uh, him as a quarterback? What'd you say? How do you feel about him as? A, how do you feel about Mariota as a quarterback? Uh, I guess I think he's fine. Same way you feel about the Titans. Yeah, I just like. <laughs> They're just so middle. I said that about someone else too. I forget who it is. It might. I might just be repeating what I thought about them. They're just so middle. Uh, the um, Bengals. The Bengals are so middle too. Um, okay. 
And then uh, some other team, I was just like, I'm just like, just like dead down the middle on them. I just don't, I don't care. They go eight and eight every year. I don't give a fuck. Bengals. Houston. Houston too. Yeah, not as much as the other Houston. guys, but the Titans yeah. for a playoff team. You know what I mean? Like Titans made the playoffs last year, so. But like, just don't. Yeah. You didn't have to be there. I didn't, eh, you know. So whatever. Um, let's go into. Uh, we'll keep this one short. Um, because we're not. We didn't. When we were talking about part five of the preview, we didn't really. I didn't really lay out a, like a really full breathed Um, gambling, whatever. Uh, the way I was gonna do it was, you know, list of prop bets, list of win totals. You have a thousand fake dollars. How do you spend your thousand fake dollars? We're not going to do that. Um, we will look at over under win totals and read some odds. And then, and from a gambling standpoint, now what? Let's pick three that we're most intrigued with. Um, whether it be the over total or the or the under the total, uh, we also have the uh, their wins last year here. Um, so I don't know if you have anyone in mind. If you looked over the list yet, Brian, uh, if you'd like to go first, but pick me a team. No, go ahead. All right, I'll go first. Um, uh, Cleveland. Wait, what? <laughs> go ahead. Okay, I'm going. I'm going. I thought you said go ahead, and then you started talking. Um, Cleveland does intrigue me. Their overs plus one forty. The over is five and a half, or the line is five and a half, and we all know how many wins they had last year, so I'm not even going to say how many. Um, we went over the uh, their schedule basically game by game, and we I think we conservatively had them at six. So if I'm going to take if I'm going to take three, I would put some money on the over for Cleveland. And that's my first one. Yeah, I agree. All right, so that's your first one too. Um, second one, I would take, and I'm I don't want to. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to uh, Mister Mister Perlman. And actually, you know what? I'm not going to take that. Why are they both are negative? Um, this ten would intrigue me if I was getting good money on it for the Packers. I would take the under on ten. Yeah, I just don't think there is good. As they, I just don't think they're that good. I think they're like I think they're a nine and seven team. Without having looked at their, did we go over their schedule too? I think we might have. Um, I'm going over it right now. Yeah, there you go. I'll read them out. Let me pick them. All right, Sunday nine nine open at home versus Bears. Win. Vikings at Packers following week. Oof. Let's call that a loss. Then they'll win the other one. One and one. Following week, Packers at Redskins. Oh, win. Following week, Bills at Packers. Yeah, win. Oh, man, I'm talking myself out of this already. Three and one. Yeah. Following week, Packers at Lions. Oof. Um, Lions aren't... Eh, can I push? No, I can't push. Uh, 
four and one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Following week, 49ers at Packers. I'm gonna take the Niners. Four and two, and so Packers would you at Rams. Oh, I'm gonna take the Rams there. I'm really high on the Rams. Four and three, Packers at Patriots. What week is this? Eight. Yep. And at Patriots, I'll take the Patriots. Four and four, Dolphins at Packers. Packers. Five and four. Packers at Seahawks. Seattle's not going to be good this year. I'll take the Packers. Six and four. Packers at Vikings. I said they'd win this one, right? So, yeah. Packers. Seven and four. Cardinals at Packers. Packers. Eight and four. Falcons at Packers. Oh, God. I don't like the Falcons this year either. Um, Packers. Nine and four. Packers at Bears. Ah, shit. Packers. There's my ten. Ten and four. Packers at Jets. Eleven ah, and Packers. four. Lions yeah. at Packers. Yeah, Packers again. Twelve right. and four. You don't think any of the, you don't think three of those games go another way? Three of those twelve? Uh yeah, I think they can beat the Patriots, which would make them thirteen and three. Oh, thanks, buddy. Ugh. They could uh <laughs> they could um they could uh uh, both to the Vikings. I don't know. The Vikings, I don't think they'll win. Yeah. Okay. You picked them twice against the Bears. I think the Bears could squeak out a, a W one. in one of those games. Okay. Bears intrigue me. They're over and under six and a half, but I'm not going to pick it. Um, Trubis- my last Trubisky. one. What's Tr- up? Go ahead. Trubisky looks awesome. Yeah, he does. But I Trubisky just, looks awesome so far. He's been so bad for so long. I just like, you know what I mean? I just can't get behind it. Um, the last one I'll pick mm-hmm. is uh, I'm gonna I'm going against both my hometown teams here, but I'm gonna go with this uh, Giants seven, and I would I'm I'm gonna take it over if I was if I was betting. Yeah, I think they can get to eight easily. Yep. So um, the Eagles total is high, ten and a half. Um. I think I think they wind up with ten, especially if you're going to have the Giants go eight and eight. Um, yeah, but you get to play the you be, you get to play the Skins and you get to play the Cowgirls twice. Like I think the, I don't think the Cowgirls are going to be that bad this year. They, the Cowboys won nine good. games last year. They're trash. I hate them. Jason I don't like them. Fired by fucking week four. <laughs> uh, and even as bad as Washington is, they won seven games last year. So. And their thing is round seven. Who else you got? You got the Browns. We shared the Browns. And then you got two more. Um, Patriots. Under? It's 11. What's their number at? 11. 11? Yeah. I'm going to go under. All right. 
because I really enjoy doing this. Well, actually, I think we already did this on the AFC. I think we went through their schedule, right? We did. Okay, so we don't need to do that again. Um, let's try um, to get them. Let's try to get them to six and I'll losses. Pick another AF- AFC East. Week East, yeah, they should win every the game. New in York the East. Jets, yeah. They should win every game in the East. But I think the Jets, the Jets will get over that six. I think. Oh really? All right. I, I don't. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I mean, you're gonna have to pick a second best team in the East, right? To get yep. four or five division wins. Um, and then win three outside because they're playing. Uh, what are they playing? The North. NFC North this year? Yeah. Um, it's going to be tough to get wins out there. They're not going to beat the Vikes. They're not going to beat the, um, the Packers. Packers. I can see them beating the Lions and the, the Lions and the Bears. But um, this Pat schedule looks so light. I just like... Yes, but it's just as it's littered with. Yeah, they could roll right through it. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. All right. The wide receiver thing is just really scaring me. That's all. You should. I mean, it should scare. I don't know why it doesn't seem like it scares them very much. You know, I think they're relying a little bit too much on them. Yeah, they seem so calm about it. Yeah. They're calm about everything, though. You know, there might be legitimate, crazy internal panic we have no idea about, you know. I I wonder how high they are on that kid from Miami. Who? What's his name again? Brexton, Brandon Brexton, something like that. Yeah. Um. By the way, U.S. Open started today for tennis. So when people say there's no sports at the end of the summer, you tell them. You tell them I said. All right. Uh, let's. Get I have. Into, I have a um, question for you. What's up? I have a question for you. Ask the question. Are we witnessing the 2018 version of fried chicken and beer with Red Sox? Oh, boy. Um, you know what? Let's let's officially end part five of the preview here, and then we'll, I'll take that question, and then we'll do uh, a little something extra when we come back from this break. This Red Sox spiral, which is something I wanted to ask you about too, um, but technically this is an NFL preview, but we'll call it an NFL preview bonus. Um, and you're actually going to get another little something on the end of this after we do go through this um, this Red Sox. Uh, I don't think spiral is the word yet, is it? Uh, well, it's. I think it's time to be a little concerned. Yes. Um, yes. Your your MVP candidate Mookie Betts is in quite a little bit of a slump right here. Mm-hmm. Your ace is eligible to come off the DL any second now and hasn't and is not. So that's concerning. 
Um, and you've just been swept for the first time since August, end of August last year. Yeah. Maybe, may, I mean, and you know what? Yankees are six back, five in the loss column, and that's a little too close for comfort for me because they're playing really well. Yeah. Um, I think that there's a couple things that you can you can hang your hat on if you're the Sox before we get panic time. But you'll have to ignore the fact that they just lost three to a, a not-so-great Tampa team. Um, but... One, they, they might be the hottest team in baseball right now. Yeah, but I mean, overall, they're not good. You know what I mean? So you got some. Yep. I I mean, they're I I see I know that they're you know third in the. Um, I just think they're very miragey. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're in the East in a two in a two team East. Um. Who knows what happens? If, I mean, th- those three games are definitely meaningful to Tampa more than they were to Boston. But with uh, the Yankees, you know, surging four in a row, um, it is. I understand why you say it's too close for comfort if you're uh, if you're a Sox fan. But here's who they have coming up: Marlins, White Sox, Braves. Those are the next eight games. Three against the Astros next weekend, which are tough games. But then you're back against. The Jays, and then you got the Mets, and then but then the, the that's going to be the the key is going to be from September eighteenth on because it's Yankees, Indians, Red Sox, Yankees again. But I think that yep. they need to build that momentum up again against some of these poorer teams. Um. If the White Sox Speaking win Jays, one game I against them, uh, flip out. <laughs> I think Kendry Morales has an opportunity to tie the record for uh, consecutive days with home runs in a row tonight. I don't even know who he plays for. Is he on the Blue Jays? <laughs> the Jays. There we go. I did it. Yeah. Um, well, good for him. Whatever. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not worried yet. If we lose four games this week, and then we and the Yankees win even two, if this if this lead is down under five by week's end, I'd be worried. And then because every every game that the Sox lose, yeah. you know, it adds that little percentage more meaning to every you know all eight games we have against them that, towards the end of September. Is it eight games? Let me check this again. One, two, three, yep. six. Six games, sorry, six games, two three game series, and one to close out the six, season. So, yep. so I don't, I don't want to see a oh. scenario where the last game of the year is essentially a playoff game. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, yep. Yankees are playing yeah. hot, eight and two in their last ten. You're right about the Rays, eight and two in their last ten. Going the other way though, the Phillies, who you got my hopes up about. All of a sudden, three six. games back of Atlanta and two games back in the wild card. Yep. But still, yep. I mean, they'll get to 80 wins, which is cool for a... Gave the babes magic. Yeah, yeah. For this young team. Another year on. They'll Might be, be running out. <clears throat> All right, let's go to our last subject, which we love to sneak up on people, which is our SummerSlam review 
a week and a day late, which I'm fine with. Um, because that whole weekend was was something overall. Uh, we could go match by match real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and I forget what everything that was predicted, but uh, let's go through from uh, it was a solid night on Saturday night, more than a solid night. Um, and I'll let you uh, tee off about that uh, Adam Cole ricochet match, which is obviously right now the, the match of the year. Phenomenal. I mean, those two, you want to talk about coming to, like, when the when the light shine brightest, they came to play. That match was outstanding. Um, some of the moves that they did in that match, I've, I've, never seen and we may never see again because they were dangerous um i assume that um that super kick to him in yeah. midair yeah that's what i was about to say i assume you're referring to the the moonsault super kick he he could have taken his head off yeah it was unbelievable yeah i can't imagine practicing for that yeah that <laughs> no that's i know just taking that in the head for seven eight seven or eight times no thanks yeah no, no, thank you. Um, um, and they were still, outstanding. And the future, the, yeah, the future is bright with the two of them. You know, leading the charge. Yeah, even as many times as you would practice that move, you know, you're still getting kicked in the head four out of eight, four out of eight times, let's say. And then in the match, yeah, yeah, like you, it's still just a coin flip. You know what I mean? But it was timed so perfectly. Yeah. Um, and I also thought that it was wonderful. Yeah, it was. And I also thought that uh, I was hoping that they didn't make Ricochet too flippy in the match. Like he wasn't, just, you know what I mean? Like he did all his usual. He played the hits, yep, but didn't go like too crazy with you know triple moon salts and blah blah blah. And I know his finishing move is a, is three flips, but um, or three rotations, I should say. But yeah, that match was uh, was very solid. The mm-hmm. tag match, Mustache Mountain and. Uh, and the Unspeeded Era was also really... Not the Unspeeded Era. Mustache... Well, yeah. Mustache Mountain Unspeeded Era. That was a really good match, too. Yeah. You're right. Um, was awesome. right. Let's go to Sunday. And and the War Raiders at the end was fantastic. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So, let's go to Sunday. Uh, we don't have to cover any of the kickoff matches because they're kickoff matches, and I don't care. Uh, Revival lost, which I didn't... I wish didn't happen. Alexander won, Almas and Vega won, and I think that we called both of those. So let's go to um, the IC title match, which kicked off the show. Rollins, Ziggler. Rollins wins. Next night, uh, doesn't defend, but I thought he would, but then we eventually find out why. Um, That match kicked off the show perfectly, um, especially when we assumed that the Money in the Bank match would be first because we thought that match would come into play later. didn't matter. Um, but they still looks like they're going to somewhat continue or did the next night, but maybe it was just subterfuge. Like they're going to continue this Rollins, uh, and, uh, Ziggler thing because they had McIntyre against Ambrose the next night. Uh, we could be done with that, right? Like now that that, with the shield reformation, we could be done with those dudes feuding over the IC title, right? Uh, I think Rollins is going to move into McIntyre, I feel like. 
Rollins is? Yeah, I, I think I think McIntyre is going to go for the IC belt. What do you do with unless, he, unless somehow they inject him into the... Uh, I don't really care. Yeah. Let him do comedy shows. <laughs> and, like, he's... He's he, to me, he is the Bengals of the WWE. Oh, ouch! Or the or the tight or the Titans. Just oh, ah. ouch, 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 ouch. Nothing new. I mean, you know, well they whine about you know Cena's five moves of doom, blah blah blah. When's the last time? When's the last time Ziggler did anything different ever? And it, and the zigzag sucks. So you can go screw. The zigzag does suck. I I feel like the five booze of doom thing is is um it's what everyone does, right? Doesn't everyone have you know, when when Yeah before the people's elbow, what does yeah. the rock do? You know what I mean? The the spine buster right. and the, the scoop right. slam and then like everyone does it. You know what I mean? Like it's just it is what yeah. it is. Stone Cold, Fez Press. Right? Like yeah. and then the elbow drops, like it's it's just, that's just called wrestling. I'm stomping I don't know why a mud they, hole. Huh? I'm stomping a mud hole. Yeah, I don't. I just don't understand why uh, why he gets shit for that. But anyways, but it is one thing I guess if those moves aren't necessarily that exciting, and then they end with a bootleg finisher, and I think that's probably why. I mean, what's who like the fucking the attitude adjustment is a fireman's carry. You know what I mean? Like the um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah the zigzag is a is a horse collar tackle. So like, it's mm-hmm. just it, like if you if he had, if you could end it in some crescendo way, fine, you know. But he he bores me as well. Yeah. Um, and he's he's undoubtedly talented, but it's just and his motor is high. But the whininess, he's never had another like really like character. He's, his character's never evolved in any way. He's just whiny, whiny, whiny. Um. Hmm. So I'm I'm kind of all set with him as well. I think. Yeah. Um, New Day beat the Bludgeons by disqualification. I think they must have known that Rowan was it. Is it Rowan that's injured? Yes. Right. So you DQ them so that you can have a no DQ match, which evens the playing field for the New Day on Tuesday night, and they win the tag team tag team championships back. I and we know how I feel about the Bludgeon Brothers. Uh, they can go. They can go screw. Um, but now they will. But this sets up for a potentially interesting. Um, Matt Hardy is hurt, therefore Bray has no partner. Rowan's hurt, so now uh, Harper has no partner. Braun Strowman is facing off now against three guys instead of one, and two guys just became available, and there is former homeboys. And I can't take credit for that idea that I did hear it on another podcast but because but, well because Bray tweeted something out oh I didn't know that Bray, Bray tweeted something out um, oh yeah he tweeted he retweeted a tweet that he had um, when the lights versus the shield first happened uh, don't bring okay. your guns into town something along those lines mm-hmm. all right um so New that's Day, that's something to watch. Yeah, New Day have the titles now on SmackDown. Uh, I I guess you got to put it on them because they were in this at the time. 
they'll probably roll onto someone else pretty quickly, I would guess. Maybe back to the Usos? I don't know. I don't want to rehash the New Day and the Usos. They're having um, two matches on two triple tag matches, one this week, one the following week, um, to determine the, and then, and then have the two winners of that face off to determine the number one contenders for the Hell in a Cell. Okay. Um, there are six teams in total. SmackDown's lousy Pre- tag teams, right? Primo, like, Primo and Epico, <laughs> Primo and Epico are getting some airtime this week. Yay. Oh, we might see a nice, uh, we might see some, uh, Ty Dillinger and, um, and our truth. <laughs> oh, shoot me yeah seriously okay so uh, money in the bank contract match Strowman beats Owens obviously we don't have to cover that for that long Owens this does kind of screw Owens though I don't know where he goes from there squash city yeah I, don't, I mean I guess I, yeah I just don't know what could you do with Owens if you don't wind up doing a, a, a Wyatt family reunion could you see like Owens pairing with Strowman kind of in this like pursuit of the shield or like, I just don't know what to do with them with him. No, I feel like they already, they already tried that. Like be my friend, be my friend. I tipped your car over. We're done here. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Good point. Um, so yeah, some hope you got insurance. Yeah. Well, you know, they don't, the writers are comedy writers. So, um, SmackDown Women's Championship triple threat. I was wrong, but I did call that Carmella would lose a belt. I called who did I call? I think I called Becky. You called Charlotte. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then we have this like super this weak, great super, story. It was, but it's, I felt like her heel turn was weak. And I keep coming back to this: if you want to turn somebody heel, let them loose with a chair or something. Throw her through the barricade. It just yep. wasn't enough in the ring for to yep. solidify until she did her promo on Tuesday, and then you understood because she like lightly went after the fans kind of. But I thought she should have really wrecked shop on mm-hmm. Charlotte that night, and I think it was too weak. Uh, I enjoyed it. I, mean, I enjoyed it, but like, okay, I just thought it could have gone further. I just think uh, it brings. It brings excitement to that title that's just been blah with Carmella for so long. Yeah, she. Ugh. Yeah. Well, you got heel champion. You know, gotta let the gotta let it build, and then well, uh, uh, she really sucks. Um, She's trash. Joe defeats AJ by DQ. This is obviously not it for them. Uh, kids show up. Wives show up. Um. I just, I'm just, uh, I think I might have said this before. I'm just, I just want that belt to change hands. I want, I want, I'm good with AJ Styles with the belt. He doesn't need a belt. Yeah, I think it will at Hell in a Cell. You gonna do it that quick? And they better put they they better put that match in a, in a cell. Oh yeah, yeah. Right now they're hedging like, oh, it's not in a cell yet, but like it's yeah, no, it's got it's got to be in the cell. I I dislike that. I. Why? Why even have a pay per view that is named Hell in a Cell if not every match is in a cell? Yeah, it's not like you take down the cell every time. You raise it and you lower it. Just put everything in it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, Stupid. You, you called the Miz beating Daniel Bryan. Um, I think I did too. I think we both said that the Miz would win with chicanery, which he did. 
Um, Marie's yep. had some some a uh, couple helping hands there with the uh, the brass knucks, and they're going at Hell in a Cell to this mixed tag with the Miz and Maurice uh, versus Daniel and Bree. I don't care for Bree, so whatever. But um, what do you think about that? As like the next, is this the next logical step, or do they need to? I think they just need to keep them in your mind, but not have them face off one on one so many times. Because obviously, the payoff in some way is going to have yeah, to be at like WrestleMania. This is, a, this is a this is a filler. Yeah, yeah. They're just, just trying to make it stalling. not you know redundant. Yeah. Right. All right. So yeah, like I said, just the beginning. For um. That. I I don't know if the payoff's at WrestleMania though, unless somehow they stick the title on Miz. Well, I think that you can, if you're going to keep stalling, you're not going to have them face each other at non-major pay-per-views, right? So I think that you stall until, um, I think you stall until, you know, this mixed tag match, but that takes you to Survivor Series. Yeah. And then, uh, you see, probably a good, uh, and I heard this also on another podcast. So then they'll have the most then, Team Miz versus Team Daniel Bryan. You know what I mean? Like, something like that. Right, 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 right. Um, right. And then maybe you do a one-on-one type of thing at uh, at Rumble. Maybe like a one, like a, like a number one contender match or something like that. There's some way in there somewhere to get that Or have one knock belt. the other out. Yeah. To get that belt to Miz and have Brian win it at WrestleMania, which we will be at. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, yep. uh, you know, fingers crossed. Uh, Balor comes out as the demon to squash Corbin. And I know you need squash matches on these cards because they're long. And I was surprised this card was only about four hours and ten minutes. But the fact that he comes out as a demon and crushes Corbin and then the next night comes out as nothing and gets a world title shot. Or a universal championship shot is, yeah, uh, and, and Corbin gets GM position. Oh, just like, do you even like Finn Balor? Like, do they like him? Like, do they care? I don't know. The pop when Reigns said that he was going to defend against Balor was like unreal ginormous yeah and then yeah. but you know they wasted the demon the night before against fucking pitiful constable and then uh, stupid uh Shinsuke defeats Jeff Hardy Randy Orton comes out the end and legit mm-hmm. does nothing yeah so is he just so is, I'm blah with that is he done with Jeff he's moving on someone else or what is that supposed to mean I, no I didn't did anything happen with that on SmackDown? I did a lot of fast forwarding on SmackDown. Uh, the only thing I watched was the Becky Lynch promo, actually. A promo of her life. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't care about Orton. Uh, Raw Women's Championship match. Ronda defeats Alexa. Alexa gets no offense in whatsoever, which was kind of weird. Um, but now Ronda is the Women's Champion. Nice to see Natalia come out in uh, Jim's jacket, uh, but she was still she was clearly affected by the crowd in their respect. Like she was definitely tearing up. 
And I think that we talked about whether it was right for her to do the heel turn or whatever. I don't think now they're going to turn her heel at all. Um, but, I mean, if she's in that division, she wants the title. They're going to be friends forever. I don't think it's going to be a heel thing. I think it might just be like a mutual respect thing. You know what I mean? Um, oh, I thought it, it would have been perfect. I mean, it would have been, but she was in tears on the ramp, dude. I know. I get it. I get it. <laughs> but, the sh- you know, the show must go on. And That's... that would have been, oh, my God. Yeah, the heat would have been ruthless. Oh, perfect opportunity. Yeah. But, I mean, it is what it is. Like, you can't, you can't, you can't knock her for it or, you know, not doing it or doing it, you know? Right. I just feel like the the show um, needed something extra I, I like that. I still think it's coming. You still think it's coming? Yeah, I do. Yeah. It's the next logical step in their relationship. Yeah. Rousey has uh, someone else at Evolution, right? Uh, she's rumor has it that she's gonna have Nikki Bella. Oh, okay. Fucking why? Ugh. Anyways, um, all right. Universal Championship match. Before it starts, here comes um, Strowman. Says he's gonna cash Marcus in when the match is over. In a long time. What's that? Smartest thing they've done in a long time. It is. It really is. And but those, confusing, those the fans in attendance is, were so ready to hijack that match. Yeah, they were, dude. And then, but they were, but they still ended it so confusingly. Um, and I guess that the the briefcase toss was meant to signify that 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 he would not be cashing in. But there was just like, yeah, one F five to him and a couple of briefcase shots. Like that ends Braun Strowman for the rest of the night. Well, it ended him quick enough to get Reigns the win, and then, boom, done. Uh, All of you have been duped. Yeah. Yeah, I think that the next night, him coming out and saying that he was going to be a fighting champion, I think that when he comes out, they're booing, right? He says he was going to defend the title. Mm -hmm. The crowd's half and half E. They get a little better when he says it's going to be against Finn. They get a lot better, actually. And then when the Shield... Uh, reunites in their gear and everything it's full tilt pandemonium but do you think that that shield pandemonium will carry if Reigns is out there without them yeah. uh, no so you still no. think they're going to be hard on him uh, maybe maybe I mean I mean he was never more popular with with the crowd than he was with, when he was with the Shield, so maybe. At this point, it's I like, mean, they, they. It's like for me, it's like they a, literally have a shield on him. Yeah. <laughs> like you know what I mean? It, it protects him so well. Yeah. So what? It's like they're just going to lull us to sleep with you know. It's like a Pavlov's dog. There's every time the three of them come out, you're conditioned to cheering. And then if he comes out by himself, eventually you'll forget that you're supposed to be that that you wanted to boo him, but um, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. and they're just going to condition you to do it. I wouldn't mind because it's going to be weird if everyone's out there with a belt except for Ambrose. So I I I and I Poor think guy. that the the Raw tag team division is pretty weak right now. Anyway, I think you just might pull a undisputed era scenario on them, just give them everything. 
I'd be okay with that. And it doesn't have to be for, you know, eight months or anything. Because I'm still hoping that they're doing a triple threat at uh, Mania for the three of them. But, um, yeah, I just I just think give it give it all to them. I'm not, I'm not super engrossed with anyone else on Raw right now in an individual standpoint or in a, in a tag team standpoint, for that matter. Nope. I agree with you. Yeah. I mean, I'd like... I'd like Balor to have the Universal title. That's about it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not... With everyone else, I'm like, whatever. The B team can't go on this run forever. Nah, they're going to have to lose at some point. Um, Who knows when, Yeah, they're going to get old quick. Yeah. Yeah, they're not exactly Rusev Day. Nope. Um, That's it, bud. We're good. We're done. We only only did an hour. Happy Monday. Thanks, buddy. Nice talking to you, dude. I'll talk to you soon. You as well. Bye. All right. In the land of the sea, y'all. on the sidewalk naked. I put it on my mama's favorite. I'm putting all my savings up. They tell us we're not going to make it. It's going to so hard just to make grand. If we don't know what to say, we going to make it up. But all you want to know.